What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black American Dad podcast, After Bedtime Edition. Uh, I'm Jeremy. I'm here with Drew. Uh, I'm here here with Halisi Tambuzi, a new papa, but a board member of BAD, a true friend, an advocate for a very long time. Uh, And he does some really cool stuff, y'all. I'm really excited about this one. This is one of my favorite ones. Uh, for he's been supporting bad long before he was a father and it was something that always I held near and dear to my heart that somebody that necessarily didn't have the title yet but believed in it so much and believed in the foundation and what we were doing that he decided to not only help us out or volunteer but become a board member and help us out too as well and it's been a real treat uh, and an absolute pleasure to be able to have somebody like Halisi with us Uh, but without further ado uh, Halisi Tambuzi is in the building, y'all. What's up, Halisi? How you doing? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for the thank you for the intro. I appreciate. Yeah, it. yeah. So, listen, the way we like to do this, you start out with you know introduce yourself, bring the people into who your world is, what you're about, and what time is bedtime for the new baby. <laughs> All right. So my name is my name Halisi Tambuzi. I am a, I'm a new father new baby girl i i love connecting with people i think even when you know i met met jeremy and then and then follow up with drew um i felt like we we just like connected immediately we were on the same on the same wavelength and, and wave path as far as just what as far as kind of just goals um and just trying to be there be a positive presence within the community my wife and i just had our new baby girl she is Two months old. Yeah. <laughs> two months old. Two months old at this time. Um, we're, we live in uh, in Tucson, in Tucson, Arizona. Um, so bedtime. Uh, bedtime yeah. is ideal. It, it, there's bedtime in my head, I, like ideally where I want bedtime to be at, and then there's bedtime that actually takes place. And bedtime where I, ideally where we want it to take place would be at at seven <laughs> at seven p.m. Um, okay yeah 7 p.m and we try to start laying her down at at that time um obviously so uh my my wife's a physical therapist um and so my wife's a physical therapist and and i do employment law advising um and then i have my have my own business so my my time uh my organization uh, really you know the end of my day doesn't really get it really doesn't end until late so um so we sometimes don't even, you know, get done with actual work until around, you know, until a little bit past seven. So uh, I say that to say sometimes she doesn't get in there at seven, but seven is the goal. And then from then on, and from then on, it's just planning. You know, she's gonna be, she's gonna be waking up in the middle of the night, um, and so trying to make sure that she's just just feeding her and, and making sure that she's getting put back to bed, um, just to try to get her get her in that routine. I love that. I mean, you're in a new, you're, you're a new papa. So, I mean, it sounds like everything is going seemingly as well as possible. Have you had any like obstacles or struggles or anything like that with your work-life balance, at least at the start right now? Oh yeah. It's been, so it's been, uh, you know, I will say it's been, it's been overwhelming. Um, One, my (laughs) my goal, it's been overwhelming. There's nothing nothing I can say about that. My goal has been to to try to like to, to, to be present, um, to be present for my daughter. And so, and so, you know, that, so there's going to be times, you know, I'm watching her, my wife and I were switching off 
um, we're switching off in the, uh, to trade off who's going to watch her, you know, or wake up to, to be with her um, in the middle of the night. Um, and then we, we both have to go to work the next day. Um, so that part is overwhelming. The, uh, you know, the, really trying to identify, you know, having employers who are there to support and who are uh, understanding about um, about the needs when you first have a child is is hugely important. Too many of us, um, you know, have have to go to work on a regular have to go to work, but don't have the 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 benefits. Uh, the benefits or even the blessings to be able to simply say, you know what, I, I need to take a leave of absence. And that, that goes for, that goes for, for, for females, but also for males, also for men to, to make sure that they are being able to, to be there for, uh, to be there for their, their child, um, particularly yeah. when, when it's born and to try to make a space that is conducive and that's not so stress filled um, on your, on your spouse on your significant other um and, so and that, that kind of that kind of overlaps with what you do um normally right because you do you do a lot with like entertain like employment law like you said like mm -hmm, how you mm -hmm. kind of has this with your daughter arriving has that kind of pricked up your antenna in certain different ways on like there's something there's something off with this i see i see the, the, the smile it looks like you got something cooking already in your head <laughs> yeah yeah um so wait do the people know let's tell like halisi has his JD, he has a law degree, yeah. and in his his daytime job, he has another uh, uh, business that he's building, which we'll get to. Um, but giving you guys a little bit more of a background on him, uh, he graduated with a law degree, and he uses that law degree to help out with employee compliance. Correct? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so I'll let you go from there. Yeah. So I do I do employ employment law advising. So I'm really talking to businesses, talking to business owners um, within the medical field. And, you know, understanding the, the medical field is it really dominated, really dominated by, by women um, in the industry. You know, you know, when you get up to the doctor level, that's when that's when the, the kind of gender change, but it's really dominated by women in the industry, uh, in the healthcare field. And so there is there should be there should be an expectation that, hey, I understand that people might want to build a family at, at, at some point in time. And so there should be a more, uh, you know, lean, there should be a more understanding that leave policies are important um, and that take, taking the appropriate time off, not only for, not only for the, the not only for the uh, limited physical, physical mobilities of pregnancy, but once all of that, once all of those uh, physical limitations uh, and the mobility has, has kind of healed, there's still a component of we got to try to figure out, like, organize a particular schedule. Um, and you're not going to be able to dictate the schedule because the child is dictating what what the schedule is. Um, and so it's really important to to be able to be present, to be able to pay attention to that. Um, and, you know, from the employee standpoint, from the, like, kind of the employer standpoint, you just hope that you have um, employees who also aren't kind of um, taking advantage uh, of that of that situation, um, taking advantage of it in the negative sense um, that that they are disregarding that someone's trying to run a business. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, we might have to like do a couple of these with you because <laughs> there's so much knowledge that you have in regards to employee compliance that I think that could fall into a line with what after bedtime is 
really trying to accomplish and what, what it's going into. And I feel like that's a whole episode in itself to be kind of like able to unpack that as a new father and the way employee compliance works with being able to take time off. And, um, you know, as a dad in respect to like guys, like from a maternity leave perspective and things like that, we're definitely gonna have to do this again. But right now, uh, what I wanna hear about is four, five, six. So tell the people about that industry, about that business that you're building and give them like kind of like your elevator pitch for it. So my elevator pitch is, my name is Halisi Tambuzi. My company is, is 456. We make traffic stops safer so you can live your purpose. So we make sure that drivers are aware of what their rights are. We make sure they are, they're prepped with all their uh, documents that they're going to need and that it is one, mm -hmm. kind of, one smooth transaction. I love that. And we prepare people mentally and to think of it as, as a transaction, that this is what I'm here for. So we, I want to make sure that you have all you have you have all your documents, that my rights aren't being violated and, and we're moving forward. I think that that's really cool, especially in a time like now. I mean, we, we can go through the history and have several podcasts about like the discriminatory practices or uh, the perspective of law enforcement with the African-American community, specifically with black males. But I, I, the fact that you are a part of the change, that you that you decided to build a company that was a part of the change and, and actually having tangible actions that people can take to make themselves safer, to make their family safer, um, I think is truly something that is remarkable. It's something that I don't traditionally see. And uh, I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit more about like, how, how did you get into that? What, what made you decide that this was, this was something that you wanted to do? Um, so it was my wife and I, we got, we got pulled over and we were coming back from, uh, coming back from visiting her family, uh, in Southern, we were in Southern Arizona, uh, but coming back from Mexico. And so we got pulled over and I was driving her vehicle. And so the officer came up, came up to my, to my side of the car. Uh, he asked for my, all my documents then went around to the passenger side, asked for, asked for her documents. Um, and ultimately he, he asked her to step out of the vehicle. Um, and, and so when she got taken back to, taken back to his vehicle, uh, the officer asked, you know, does she feel safe with the person that she's riding with? Um, and so she was, this is my, this is my, my boyfriend. So it was, it was very shocking to her. Um, you know, and the, there are some, some other questions that were, that, that were asked, um, you know, during that traffic stop, um, they, you know, take, for example, there you hand over you hand over your documents and the officer um, proceeds to ask you what your address is even when they have your license right right in their hand mm -hmm. um and so you know from a passenger standpoint it's like well you you know my address because i just i gave it over to you it looks like me in the in, in the driver's license so so just like kind of some of those some of those particular situations that are that arose and so um after that after that incident, um, because I, we were recently recently engaged at that point, and so I wanted to make sure that I did something to protect my family, um, and so I wanted to, to just make sure that make sure that I, I I had something I had a tool, make sure that my, my wife had a tool, and if if it was good if it was good for me, then I feel like other people could use it as well. And I think a lot of times we are upset, we feel frustrated, but we don't actually turn that corner and try to create that in meaningful change. So I love that. 
now going now incorporating fatherhood into that i know your baby still has a new baby smell it's only you know it's only been 60 days but have you seen things change with your business now that fatherhood has been incorporated have you seen yourself kind of look at four five six differently you've been inspired in a different way ever since that happened um yeah so it is so i i look at it differently from the sense of i'm gonna raise a child i'm, I'm raising a child and and she is going to have to drive one day um and so we want to we want to build something one, one kind of just build something because because it's a purpose it's a you know life goal to, to build something on your own um and, and to, to to build a life to, to build a home and to have something that is sustainable that you can that you can pass down and so she is also going to eventually drive at, at some point in time and, and and i think so often um particularly when it comes to specifically when it comes to black families families are are constantly having to teach their their, their sons uh sons and, and sons and daughters uh, but but you know the specifically their sons about that about that police interaction um and so families do the best that they can do uh without without having maybe all, all the particular knowledge um, that that comes with the the legal aspects of it. Um, so we, we're not a law firm, but like Jeremy said, I, I did go to law school, did graduate from law school, um, and so we do want to at, at least provide some uh, expertise when it comes to making sure uh, your your kids are are uh, understand what the rules are when traffic stops do occur. Copy, copy, and now kind of to flip it, has your business? It seems like you, you, you've, you've been running four or five, six longer than you have been a quote unquote, like official father. Has yeah. your business taught you anything about fatherhood? Or I know we're never prepared and nothing can help you, but has it given you um, any type of clarity or something? Um, so it, give, it gives me the sense that, you know, you just want to you want to build because you want to spend more time with your family. Um, and so, and, and so that that's that's really kind of what what takes place. So before it was just like, hey, you know, I'm I'm doing this and go, going out, meeting you know, meeting people in the community, um, assisting them, assisting other nonprofit organizations, um, kind of in, in talking to their talking to their members. Um, but now it's it's really kind of focused on. And there's my wife right there. Hey. <laughs> um, but but also right now it's just you know we still want to I, I mean I, you know I want to be there to, to have something that's flexible so I can be there with uh, with my daughter to see her see her born and you know be there with grandparents so that they can see so, so that we can interact and so sometimes you can so be there with grandparents so that we can always you know interact with them um interact with other family members across the across the country and so it's very difficult to do that if you are just working in a job okay halisi so it's it, kind of diving a little bit more into your business from a, a micro perspective what's something that you were focused on like what's an obstacle or, or like a, a thing that you're working on right now that kind of keeps you up at night or that you're that you're working towards overcoming like what's a focus point um for four five six right now yeah focus point is um the the, the teachings um, the, the teachings of we all, you know we all get our driver's license, um, but there are certain aspects that are left out, and, and that has to do with traffic stops. Um, so uh, really trying to focus on on, on building that portion up, um, as well as uh, COVID changed the scope. 
uh, of how I was interacting with people that that kind of that face-to-face interaction doing presentations um, and so we really kind of want to make sure that we put something uh, more interactive on our website mm. are you thinking more like weekly things is that some because is that a challenge that you see you know in the industry as as itself and like for what you're trying to do um and obviously like everybody has been hit with this idea of like how do we now when we you know are usually in person for whatever we're doing from a business perspective now having to go to this virtual space um have you have you found some options are there other things that you're looking to to be more interactive online yeah so i mean i i think one thing kind of with you know with with driver's licenses I think when you get your driver's license, when you're kind of trained on on you know how to handle how to handle a vehicle, um, it's uh, I think it's I think it's important to kind of focus on the education portion from the beginning um, because that's where you kind of know the rules of the road um, and that first interaction with police officers or, or even you know you get into an accident. Um, so there's certain things that you may not have been taught. Uh, during those kind of critical moments when you're actually learning about how, how to handle a vehicle, um, and so we're going to be we're going to be focused on on doing that aspect of it. I have a question, and I want to ask this to Drew too as well. Mm-hmm. When you guys got your license, I don't know if I remember that. Did you guys ever get any education on like how to do a traffic stop? I don't remember. I took like driver's ed, and mm-hmm. I don't remember that. But I don't I don't want to. I was about to say, I'll take it one step further. I actually went to driving school in Jersey. If you go to driving school for like 10 hours, you can get like your license like a year early. So mm-hmm. I got my license at 16 and a half, quote unquote. And yet through driver's school and driver's ed with the institution, I didn't hear anything about traffic stops. You know what I mean? Like I was completely caught off guard myself. So I think yeah, like what you're talking about, Halisi, at least I could tell you from my experience and Drew seems like, like we have a similar experience. Like you're right that, and I think that that's kind of, that is an interesting, I think that that's a problem that's worth solving in, in like, why is, why is there not an education process? It's important to know that your hands need to be at 10 and two, but it's also important to know how to, how to handle yourself in situations when police are involved, because they're the ones that are enforcing the laws of the road. Um, and I think that that's incredible that like, that's something that you are focusing on. Um, in that curriculum, are, are there any challenges that you're learning, like from like one state to another? Are there different laws, like what it's like in Jersey versus like what it's like in Arizona with traffic stops, or are they generally like traditionally the same? Um, they're traditionally the same. Some states are gonna, some states are gonna differ, right? Some states say you might be able to go ahead and put in and and roll your window down, you know, just just to crack. Some some are gonna require you to roll your window that window completely down. Um, some states are going to require you to, you know, you have to um, sign saying that you received the ticket. Some states you don't, you don't have to. Some states if you fail to fail to sign, um, it could be considered like a, a misdemeanor. Um, and so, and so those those type of things change. And those type of things are really they're they're critical critical moments. They're, they're critical moments because you're talking, you're engaging with an officer um, who who has a gun and and who is trying who's essentially guarding himself and guarding guarding themselves about you know various risks that that are present during the traffic stop um and and both in you know the driver still has value right they're still they're still a, it's still a human life and they still and they still have value and they, you know to still be treated as a as a person of, of value 
um, because no human life is is, is uh, expendable. Absolutely. 100%. So what has kind of been your approach now, now that, you know what I mean, uh, you have a brand new baby girl in the world and you are working on this dream and you are a JD and your wife is a physical therapist. How are you guys juggling? Um, yeah. yeah, how are you guys juggling like this, 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 this new change that has come into the home and kind of rattled the schedule a little bit? Honestly, um, I'm just, I'm actually, you know, trying to make sure that I'm investing in, investing in other places, investing in um, finding other sources of income, like passive, passive income. Um, and so that just means making sure that trying to educate about the various changes, you know, whether that is, whether that's crypto, whether you're engaging in stocks, whether you're putting, you know, investing your money in assets, um, in various assets, homes or, or anything or anything like that. Um, so just trying to really try to say what's where can I get where can I find some additional passive income where I don't have to expect you know use my time up in order to in order to receive some money, um, and so by the more passive the more passive income you can identify, um, the more that myself my wife can can kind of step away from the ongoing that ongoing rat race which COVID certainly exposed. Um, uh, about 100%. people just ha having having to work on a regular basis. A hundred percent. I just seen an article that people are quitting as opposed to having to go back into the office because mm -hmm. people are starting to realize like I really don't need to be there for forty hours a week Monday through Friday. And like you right. said, it, it was definitely exposed. Why is it important for you to continue to build your dream, independent of your family, independent of the legacy that you would pass down? What What does it mean to Felici to build this dream? Yeah, um, it, I, I have to have purpose um, mm. for my for myself. Um, mm. So being able to being able to, to create something of uh, from my own mind, um, and and to step out there to, to put the risk out there, uh, even when you're even when you're nervous um, about public speaking, um, even when you're nervous about about taking those you know just taking those steps to to develop something, um, that is. Uh, that is, you know, is what I want to over is want to want to overcome, want to overcome, and those are the kind of the goals. That for me personally, um, and it's kind of build, and that's how you build a life of purpose. Um, trying to just make sure I elevate myself to the the highest point possible for my own self. I love that. I love that. That's a mic drop right there because I feel yeah. like a, a, a lot of times we we ex we externalize our goals and our things like that like oh yeah i gotta do this because of that person but mm. that ownership of like the purpose for my life to keep it going i love that i love that mm -hmm. you, you know um one thing with one thing with having um having my daughter is really just like um identifying that life is about is about experiences um so you know getting married is an experience you know buying a house is an experience uh, having having my daughter is an experience. Um, building a business is an experience, and you, each person, can identify what experiences that they want to um, obtain or have or you know engaged in by the end of their lifetime, and this is one of them. That's beautiful. Happy, man. At least you gotta do it again. Like if yeah. there's too much that there's too much knowledge that you have for us to only end this on this podcast. I think we're going to have a 
bad one podcast. I think we're going to have to do a debrief series podcast. So I think there's so many different things, um, seriously, that, that you can bring to the table. And I think that you can shed light on to really educate people just with your expertise and experiences. But, you know, for those law students out there that are going to be parents that are going to be uh, stepping not only into the the field and, and, and the practice of law, um, but also being dad at the same time, I think that you you emulate exactly what it is, is purpose um, and understanding that those things that you learn in law school can provide you tools to pursue that purpose. And um, I think you have found a great way uh, to use that knowledge. And I hope that it continues to build and continues to be successful because you always help me out. You educate me whenever I have issues, whenever I have trouble, I'm always like, let me call Alicia. Just ask him a couple of questions just to see what he thinks. And can can I, I throw, can I throw one more question out here? Sure. I, I feel like new baby smell is like an important, like I'm telling you like that first 60, 90 days, like the first, it's like, amazing. holy crap, it's me, my girl and the baby. And this is like, the world is kind of shut off for a second. Like, for me personally, the first thing that kind of hit me was, it, that's why I love that answer. For me, it was purpose. I feel like as soon as I seen Lynn Bourne covered in the whole like baby mud that comes out of like the whole thing, the first thing I thought of was like, wow, like, all right, I gotta make sure she's good. And yeah. it, was, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a rainbow. It wasn't like a bunch of angels came down. It was just this assurance in my head of like, all right, it's, it's game time. Like the, the first couple of years didn't really matter. Now you gotta, you have to do this. It was almost like this assumed responsibility. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, I don't know what your first experience was, but I, I like I feel like there's something to this moment of of having a new life that you are now responsible for, you know? When Cohen was born, the first thing that, uh, you know, he's coming out of the womb, the nurses and the doctors are all over him and they're and he's crying, he's screaming. And, uh, you know, I used to like read to him and stuff when he was in the womb. And stuff, uh, uh, but. Uh, we made a connection instantly because like he was crying and all these things and all of a sudden I just asked, I was like, what are you crying about? I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and he stopped and his eyes opened and he looked at me as he's like laying down and I have a photo of it. Uh, and it was from that point, I guess, kind of when I was like, he now, he knows who I am. And when I saw like, he knows who I am, he's like, he knows I'm his dad. He knows I'm his protector. He knows I'm the one that I got him. So at that point, it meant so much more to me. Um, than it had ever done before. I was like, this, uh, these eyes are on me now. Now these eyes are, are on the things that I do. And everything that I did after that, I think is, is shaped from that. Um, that like, I have eyes on me and these eyes matter the most to me more than anything else. So um, every thought, every decision, every choice that I make, I make sure that I know that like, what is my motive? Why, why am I doing this? And it's ultimately to benefit him in some way, shape or form. And I think that that's, the purpose-filled life um, with the vessel of fatherhood uh, kind of helping like speed everything up. Like it's a very nice like sailboat, if you will, to kind of get you to your destination. And I would like to pass this to Halisi. I know you're still in the middle of it, but what kind of, what was that revelation that kind of washed through to you when you first saw your daughter into this world? It's, it's de it definitely her, like her, her smile gets me. No, no teeth. Oh, <laughs> I love that, I love it. She's going to take that. you for everything. Yes. Yeah, you're <laughs> a sucker. She got you already, Elise. Yeah. Got you. That, that is even like, even when, like, you know, those, those moments when she's, moments when she's crying um, and it's difficult to get her to stop. There, there's been sometimes I swear, like, she'll like smile at me. Like she's, like she's playing with me. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> like she's like she's toying with me. But um, you know, she's just warming that, you up. That's what they yeah, are. Yeah. Like, I'm just testing it, see how I'm far I can go. With this. Yeah, far, exactly. Exactly. Um so I guess the just I mean, just knowing that, you know, I'm I feel like I'm setting the example. That I'm I'm setting the example, you know, of of her interaction, her, of her her interaction with with men, um, and so I think you know, too often, I think uh, too often I think there can be that bad relationship um, between b- between men and women, and so want to make sure that there's not a bad relationship there, and I'm and I'm the first person in her life, the first man that she's going to see, so I want to make sure that. that um, th- that she kind of that she knows that you know all men are bad. Um, ah, so that's beautiful. That is that is. Um, yeah, man. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, man. The older I get, the more I get excited about like just babies. Like I feel like you know what I mean. Like when I was younger, having Lynn was such a massive amount of stress. I was 22, and then a whole new child popped up. And now, kind of in my golden years, when my friends have babies, and I'm like, yo, like this is. Like, it's like, I'm like, we're celebrating. Welcome to the club. You know what I mean? So yeah. I always get excited, man. This is the start of a beautiful journey. And I'm so glad that, um, that you're on it, man. And I'm, I'm excited to see you in five years, 10 years, 30 years. <laughs> she brings home a dude and have kids and all these other things of her own. And you can do the process all over. Again. It's going to be beautiful. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And, 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 I, and I love you guys because you guys, you guys also display, display your purpose all the time. Um, and, and you guys are, you know, so professional about it. And, and, and so I want to give kudos to you guys, kudos, kudos to bad, kudos to bad black American dad. Um, and you guys are, you know, are, are a perfect example. Hey, well, before we go, we always like for the dads to be able to shout out their business. So please, please take the time, shout them out, tell everybody where they can find out everything about your business, what you're doing. Yep. So four, five, six, you can go to go to the website four, five, six wallet, just spell it out four, five and six and then wallet W A L L E T dot com. And then you can also find us on uh, uh, Instagram. It's protect underscore four, five, six. And then you can also go check us out on Facebook. All right. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Check out the website, 456wallet.com. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen. This was really good. I appreciate you, Halisi. Drew, as always, thank you, sir. Hey, Um, come on, man. We're part of the team. Yeah, we're we're a part of it. We appreciate y'all coming by. But, you know, I always got to be out and shout out my team. Like, I don't mind shouting out my team. I shout out my team all the time. Uh, (laughs) uh, You guys have a good night and look forward to the next uh, After Bedtime podcast. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of After Bedtime Podcast. Uh, We appreciate you at the Black American Dad Foundation for taking the time to listen to some amazing dads and their dreams. If you have any questions, you have a dad in mind that wants to join the show, you want to learn more about the Black American Dad Foundation, email us at blackamericandad at gmail.com and subject line it with After Bedtime and then just go into a little bit more of what you want to know. Other than that, thank you guys so much. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, at Black American Dad for the updates on the latest episodes. Have a good night.